Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. I want to thank everyone at Rocky Mountain City Council, Nash County, uh, uh, excuse me, Edgecombe uh, County. is safe, especially right now when you have one side that has a maximalist commitment to tearing down every norm uh, and uh, and law they don't like. So where does that put us? And by the way, why is it happening? I think it's happening because there are some people who find it easier to pick on really vulnerable young people then to explain why they voted no on money for roads and bridges. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 16th of June, year of our Lord, 2023. And that's our commander-in-chief. But Trump's a problem. With butt leg. Butt leg. Yeah. Doing that. Gay road shit. Racist roads. It's always... Something with them. Uh, today we're going to cover the White House's incredible push for gayness and Trump. Very short podcast. Didn't get anything together. Been kind of busy lately uh, doing projects. Uh, health's improved a little bit. Um, on the right drugs finally. And even ate some Chinese food yesterday, which is insane. Not anything fancy, but I, I ate a little better. I just am fighting bone-numbing gut-wrenching constipation from all the pills. So I've tried to scale back on stuff that um, I'm taking to see if it can go without because it has improved a lot by itself. Um, and I don't know why. Uh, the Donatel is just a huge game changer. That medicine, I don't know what... It's got barbiturates and all sorts of shit in it, but it just helps. But it combined with the stomach medicine and the bile salts and this, that, and the other thing, gee, many crickets, I can just eat all fruit. And maybe every three days I get a titanium rod to come out and I feel like I'm giving birth on my ass. It's the worst thing in the world. None of you wanted to hear that, but I'm just sharing. It sucks. So today you'll see me kind of hunched because uh, yesterday I did, today you nothing. Not even the feeling until I eat. 
and then it goes crazy. Um, so I'm trying Metamucil and other things. I, I, I'm eating fiber. It's just a weird thing. I um, intake is so low. I just not I'm not hungry, um, which is you know the problem. I, I can be on all these drugs and it fixes it, but it just masks. It's a band aid. It's not a cure. So um, very interesting. But um, try to lanocaine patch and I'm back in bed I don't wake up because of my stomach I wake up because of a cocksucking cat that just won't die and I want to get rid of him but my wife loves him who jumps on me at 2 in the morning and scares the shit out of me so um, the stomach doesn't wake me up um, I'm still doing my walks but I, I don't wake up in pain it's not comfortable it sucks it's a little uncomfortable but it's not um what it was, where it just wake me up and I would want to vomit. So that's a great thing and way to start the show. Yeah, okay. So we're going to get into um, stuff. I'm just going to go straight in. Um, I want to address the butt leg bullshit. And I know that's his na- not his name, but I don't really give two fucks what his name is. He's a piece of shit. You know, we have major problems, 114K suicides in the Army. It's bad. In fact, this tweet right here, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs paid $20,000 to BESCO for an annual subscription to LGBTQ plus source and LGBTQ plus studies database. In 2022, the Department of Veterans Affairs entered a contract with the BESCO for annual subscription to this database until 2027. They'll be getting $73,000. So I tweeted in reply, as a vet, this is just another example of prog priorities trumping real issues. Instead of addressing the 114K vet suicides since 2001, backlog appointment for burn pits and chronic issues, disability ratings taking fucking forever, LGBTQIA is a priority, what the fuck. But it, it's not there. It's everywhere. Department of Transportation paid $33,000 iConnect for online training production services for unconscious bias and LGBTQ workplace inclusion. That's important. We need that shit. Department of Health and Human Services paid 33713 to the University of Connecticut for 30-minute training video to build a capacity of ACF staff to serve and provide support to LGBTQ SI plus EIEIO cosine of five ampersand Smack emoji. I don't know what we're adding to this. I mean, do we just keep adding fucking letters? It doesn't even make sense anymore. Children, families, parents, and others through ACF Human Services. Somebody said, I'm going to need to stop paying taxes. Yeah, no shit. And then there's another money one. Oh, this is the one we covered last time. So I just want to make sure we understand. They're not going to be doing hormones. Medically, we have come to the point in this bullshit that medically we know this is all horse manure. But you're not... That was a pregnant pause on purpose. A, they don't care about vets. And B, this is their thing now. So we're going to go to two sound bites really quick. Number one is the President of the United States who can't form a sentence with the thesaurus, Siri, a dictionary, and Dr. Biden, who we'll see in a bit, leading the gay agenda. 
And we'll see a new proposal from California, which is actually passed. California Bill AB, what the fuck is it? AB 957 replaces parents' right to parent with the state belief about gender identity. Back to back, he doesn't care about vets because he's lying again about his son dying in combat. And this is the new law coming from California. And understand, in California, representatives... Dress like that. Uh, that's, that's, that's an actual representative from California. I am Eloise. I am six. I hadn't planned on running again for president. I had run while I was vice president. And uh, then uh, Barack and I spent eight years together. And then the new administration came in. And in the meantime, things changed in our life and our family. I lost my son. We lost our son in, in Iraq. Anyway. So this particular bill adds the very important factor that affirming a child's gender identity is in their best interest, which is what your question is about. Why does it get why does it actually say that in an affirmative way? And it really is because if you have a seven year old who's who's talking about having a potential to say I being able to articulate that they believe that they are not the same gender Um, as they are biologically, then it should be affirmed. And through care, it should be determined. And that's what we did with our own child. And that would give the ability for a parent who wasn't sure to affirm and get their child the care that they need to make that, so they can begin to articulate that determination. But by saying and rejecting it in wholesale, then you're essentially rejecting your child. And that is not in the best interest of a child. We should be affirming our children in every possible way and getting them whatever appropriate care they need, whether it's based on their gender, whether it's based on how they're... Uh- Why are they calling so pleasurable? I don't want to Oh, and I tossed in that satanic shit. That's the people that are more important than you, Joe Sixpack, normal American, whatever they want to condescend down to you, you don't matter. These people matter. So we're going to go into, uh, it's long, but I, I'm going to play it because nobody played this shit. You're going to have Dr. Jill talking and him talking. And once again, I don't know of any cases of somebody getting married in the morning and going to a restaurant being kicked out because they're gay. Nobody's getting kicked out of anything because they're gay or they're trans or anything. It's all made up. It's all a fucking lie. Him talking again about his dad and two dudes on the White House long drag store story hour and then this infamous piece of shit right here showing his tits off on the White House lawn. These are our kids. 
These are our neighbors, not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. And our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. It matters a great deal how we treat everyone in this country. LGBTQ Americans, especially children, you're loved, you're heard, and this administration has your back. sex and interracial couples. But for all the progress we made, we know, we know real change and real challenges still remain. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong in America. <laughs> That's why the Congress must pass and send me the Equality Act to qualify protections for the LGBT community. I recognize for a lot of folks across this country, maybe it's not you, your kid, your family member going through whatever a transgender child or family is going through, but I think we all agree, if it were you, you'd want the space to figure it out with your family and your doctor not being told by anybody. I want to send a message to the entire community, especially to transgender children. You are loved. You are heard, you are understood, and you belong. I was getting out of the car to go in the, in the city hall, and uh, there were these two well-dressed men standing on the corner, the light changed. They kissed each other and went in different directions. One went to the DuPont building, one went to the uh, Hercules building. And I'd never seen that before. I looked at my dad. He looked back at me and said, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. All right. So Trinity and her siblings played in the warm morning sunlight. Trinity struck Peter Porker's long mane. She loved some things, just like many kids with autism, and Peter's hair was perfect. Music sang from, from Lucian's cello, enveloping the room in tranquility and making it feel Let's play, Trinity, uh, Hyperion said. Their sparkly shirt glittered like stars. Sometimes Trinity and Hyperion's dolls were video, gamer, video gamers. Sometimes they were astronauts. Little Thames Toys was a hot dog this time. Their dolls could be anything, just like their mom said they could be. Trinity stayed with the long dog with the 
Trinity stayed with her doll long after everyone found other things to do. She stared at its long, curly hair and beautiful dark skin. She touched her short hair. What's the matter, baby? Mom asked. Trinity blew out a gust of breath in frustration. I can't be a girl. Oh, Mom said. Why is that? Well, because... Because why? Trinity glanced up. I need long hair. Girls can have short hair. See? Mom ran, Mom ran a hand over her short black hair. I'm a girl too. Trinity's brown only deepened. I don't think you understand, Mom. I'm a transgender girl. Mom blinked with surprise. Trinity's gender was a part of what made her a masterpiece. Just like her autism and just like her black skin. But Trinity was trying to tell her something important. Mom closed her laptop and sat down next to Trinity. I'm leaving. Trinity let out a big breath as she's been holding it out forever. People don't care if cisgender girls like you, like you have short hair. But it's different for transgender girls. I need long hair. She peered at, her, at each of her children. We're all a little different from one another. You're a beautiful rainbow, Trinity. I don't feel like a rainbow right now. Mom knew Trinity struggled to grow out her hair long. She hated how it made her itchy when it was growing out. But Trinity knew herself best at all. And, and if she said she needed long hair, she needed long hair. With a sigh, Trinity picked up a pink comb and began smoothing her doll's hair. When mom came home from work, mom was still thinking about what Trinity had said. I have to make things right. But how? I don't know, dad said. Mom didn't know either. You should peek around the corner. You should peek around the corner and said, I think I can help. Mom grabbed her purse. Lucian led her across the street to the beauty store. There were so many choices. That one's long. Lucian said, Trinity doesn't like hair such as her And that was too strange, Mom said. Mom said next, she's a beautiful old black girl and her curly hair is already perfect. None of these feel right, she sighed. Lucian thought. And he thought hard. I know what we need. That night, as all her children slept, mom sat down in her laptop with a hair needle, thread, and a wig cap. She had never made a wig before. She threaded the wig into the cap like the online video show. She sewed late into the night, leaving love into every row. The wig had to be just right for Trinity. She poked herself with the needle a few times, got the thread tangled in the curls, had to chase Peter down when he snatched a strand of the cur curly purple hair. But she weaved and weaved until the clock struck 3 a.m. She finally dozed off, hoping her daughter would love it. Mama woke to the sound of sniffling and sobbing. Mom gasped. Trinity was crying. Mom dashed to the bathroom. The wig was big and fluffy on Trinity's head. The springy, curly, teal blue, dark pink, and purple hair that Lucian had chosen lit up the whole room. And this is Trinity's wig right here, if everybody can see it. This is the wig that Trinity went with. It's full of colors, it's full of rainbow, and it is so beautiful. Do you, do you guys agree that it fits her perfectly? Yeah. Yeah, you guys like Trinity's wig? It's a good wig, huh? You want one like that? Okay.
into the bathroom with the rest of the family behind him to see Trinity's reaction. Thank you, Trinity said. I love my rainbow. And I love you, my heart, Mom said. That's my rainbow. Welcome to the White House. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Year. Happy Pride Life. Yeah. Transgender children. You are beautiful. You are heard. You belong. You are understood. You are loved. And you belong. Yeah. Some of the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. And I mean, you're welcome. Good folks. Can we take a little video? Hi, Mr. President. It is an honor of trans rights or human rights. Oh, it's a video. Oh, it's a video. Gay news. It's so damn. Are we topless at the White House? Now, once again, I don't give a half, a sixteenth of a fuck what you fuck, what you look like. If you want to fuck goats and be a unicorn, this is America. Do you, bro? Don't fucking care. Don't. But let some non-prog show their titties. We just jailed a thousand people for walking in the Capitol. Not the doors were let in. They were let in. Everybody on the planet knows that now. Some broke in, they deserve to go to jail. Some people hit people, they deserve to go to jail. Ashley Babbitt got shot in the face for nothing, even though a SWAT team went out. Well, that's fucked up, but the left think that's great, and they gave that dude an award. But the rest of the people walked in the doors that were open and they got thrown in jail. He showed his titties and nobody cares. And then to go back on the current theme, which is fuck the country, fuck the stars, you know, the uh, stars and stripes are horrible, they're racist. These are the same fucking people. What in the actual fuck is that? What is that? That is the gay flag in the middle. Because I'm calling it gay, because I don't even know all the things you put in this now. Because we go LGBTQ, two-spirit, plus IA, QBZ, all this bullshit. It's in the center. That's not how flag code is. It's on the same level as the American flag. That's a violation of flag code. What the actual fuck is that? Why is that not being talked about in our media? Because you people lose your shit about the flag. And every time a conservative flies a flag wrong or does something wrong or flies alternative flags, it's the worst. I don't know why I'm talking that way. It's the worst shit in the world. You fucking people lose your shit. ABC, NBC, CBS.
And, and let's let's go through this again. I'm. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. And our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. It's a matter a great deal how we treat everyone in this country. LGBTQI Americans, especially children, you're loved. You're heard. And this administration has your back. They are not your kids. If any administration, if any organization, if any conservative group was holding functions, pushing Christianity, Islam, Catholicism, Judaism, in the manner you're pushing LGBTQIA, EIEIO, there'd be a problem, specifically in schools. That five-minute video was a drag queen talking about gender ideology to kids. AP was all about it. I got the whole video of Dr. Jill from the AP. AP stands for Associated Pride with One-Sided Pride Month Propaganda. Article. For many students, new measures restricting how schools address race, gender, and sexuality are having deeply personal effects. Some students of color and LGBTQ plus kids feel like their very existence are being rejected. No, no, that, that's not true. You just can't have videos with dick sucking and butt fucking. I think that's a simple request. I mean... For God's sake, you can't even do the Pledge of Allegiance. You can't have prayer. You can't talk about God. We have coaches getting fired for taking a knee post-game at the middle of a football field and kids randomly walked up. They're not made to do it. It is done by gay African-American football players in the NFL, soccer, basketball, Name the sport. It's a thing that happens. There's a prayer before NASCAR races. It's just kind of part of sports, but that is unacceptable. But we can push all this shit. Another AP article, Leo Burchell, a transgender student, it's a girl in Pennsylvania had teacher support when he transitioned in 2020. Then the school barred using students' chosen pronouns without parental permission. It feels like shrinking of the space where he felt safe. Oh my God. We've lost our safe space. No. Lives a TikTok broke that video of the dude with his titties. Responses on it. You disgrace the people's house. You wonder why there is so much backlash against trans people. Y'all can't just transition and go about your business. You have to flaunt it to the world and show off how degenerate you are. A real woman wouldn't have done that. I just... I don't understand how that's acceptable. I, I, this dick face was there. Pickle Dragon Queen 
a dude. Read stories for kids today, and we'll continue. Going to start teaching drag in high schools. Going to start teaching drag in middle schools and elementary schools. And advocate for this work until it's one of the A through G educational requirements. I'm going to push drag so deep into the educational system that your kids won't be able to get into college unless they know how to pull together a Luke and work it out at brunch. But now, now... There's no brainwashing. And if you think there's brainwashing or this is agenda, you're a fucking transphobe. Okay. Okay. Well, here are just a couple short sound bites from schools. Once again, don't care. If a parent wants their kid to be a fucking unicorn, that's their kid. I give zero fucks. I want you to go, if you stumbled upon this podcast, because I've had a bunch of new listeners, and some people actually complimented and said nice things. Got a couple emails. were really nice. I was kind of blown away. Because, you know, Rumble's blowing the fuck up. I don't get a lot of views, but all of a sudden I start getting views, like 30 and 40, which is weird, you know, because the podcast gets listened to, but, you know, you don't get views. But if you stumbled on this, It isn't about the gay. I don't care. I was born in Oregon. I don't give a fuck about homosexuality. I had gay guys in my fucking army units. My machine gunner was gay as fuck. I didn't give no shit because that motherfucker killed people. He could shoot mother fucking M240. I don't care if he was sucking three dicks at once. I liked him killing people because that means I got to go home. I just got to go home to my family. So I was down with that. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about transgender. You want to be... That's your business when you're a fucking adult. My premise on this show has always been, been substitute religion. Substitute gun culture. Anything. Just swap it out. And once again, tell me it would be okay, because I think we know what the answer is. I am Eloise. I am six. LGBTQ plus. Uh, well, it stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer. Cool. Now, let's have a book about Pride Month. A is for acceptance. When you accept yourself and other people accept you for who you are. B is for belonging. When you know you are in the right place, surrounded by things you love and the people who make you feel good. C is for celebrate. Life is full of amazing moments and wonderful people. You should all celebrate each other. D is for difference. No two people are the same. Meeting new people and learning more about people everywhere is always more exciting. E is for equality. When you give everyone the thing they need to do, the things they want in life to do. 
for flag. There are lots of flags that people use to show who they are. G is for gender. Some people guess about how you base on how you dress or how your body looks, but you know best who you are. other people's lives better, like sharing your favorite toy. L is for love. Those are motherfucking fourth graders. Fourth graders. Hmm. Why? Why? It's getting so bad. Here are two sound bites. This one's from Edison High School in Huntington Beach, California, in a math class. And then the second one is from middle school to students. School officials are in a panic mode over kids revolting against Pride Day. Kids refused to wear colors, and some even chanted that their pronouns were USA. of intolerance and homophobia are unacceptable. This type of intolerant rhetoric starts in the home. Parents angry at town hall over intolerance at Marshall Simons Middle School. Kids were asked to wear rainbow clothes in honor of Pride Spirit Day, but some organized a counter protest wearing red, white and blue or black. The principal sharing a statement to families that Pride posters were ripped down, stickers ripped up, some students chanted USA are my pronouns and students showing Pride were intimidated. It was an unruly disruption in fact, that was organized ahead of time. While some parents were upset, others say it was overblown. Some of the kids threw the stickers on the ground. But, you know, I can only speak for my daughter. She just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her daughter felt coerced to participate in the Pride event and was offended by some of the messages, like this quote from Tennessee Williams. Human heart cannot be straight. It is curves and winds. And my daughter just kind of said, you know, Mom, that's... That's offensive to, to me, who I am straight. It's starting. And, and I believe I've said a few times, this is Massachusetts Middle School. Students tear down rainbow decorations and chant their pronouns are USA during Pride celebration. Officials slam intolerance and homophobia. 
Parents have told local news outlets as their straight identifying students said they felt forced to participate and were offended by the Tennessee Williams quote that reiterated that human heart is curved like a road through a mountain and only lines and streets can be straight. If there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is that no official, high or petty, can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to confess by word or act their faith therein. If there are any circumstances which permit an exception, they do not now occur to us. It's starting. It was bound to happen because... You've just gone too far. And then we start, and I'm going to get to the White House, but let's just get to the numbers. So we have the NHI, or NHS is no longer going to be doing the, you are going to get this stuff because they realize it's wrong. And then we start breaking down what people think. This is NBC News. Meet the Press blog. Poll shows sharp divide over gender identity and pronoun. And it's very just, oh my God, America, you God, dis, you disappoint me. Republicans, two genders, 90%. Independents, 66. Democrats, 44. It's only a Democrat thing. Gen Z, 57%. Millennials, 60. Gen X, 71. Baby boomers, 68. Silent Generation 69. Similar divides exist on the matter of using gender-neutral pronouns, like they instead of he or she. Overall poll, 35% of Americans said they're comfortable if a friend or gender-neutral pronoun, while 40% said they're uncomfortable. 23 said it wouldn't matter either way. But by party, Republicans say they'd be uncomfortable by 65%. Independents, 38 and 24 for Democrats. Finally, the PRI poll found 34% of respondents saying the same-sex romantic relationships are never appropriate to discuss or teach in public K-12. That include 55% of Republicans, but just 32% of, America, uh, of independents, and that 18% I talk about all the time, Democrats. Always 18%. 18. Gallup. They came in, all, in on it, and once again, very disappointed. A recent Gallup poll found that 69% of Americans believe that athletes should only be able to compete on sports teams that correspond with the birth gender. 62%. Likewise, 26% believe that athletes should not be allowed to play on teams that match the gender they think they switched to, down from 34 two years ago. And of course, it is relayed that it's those racist, transphobic, Nazi Republicans. Another one. This one is from the Gallup. Next one, the question about policies for competitive sports of separate teams for male and female athletes. Do you think transgender athletes should be able to play on sports teams that match their current gender identity, or should they be allowed to play on sports teams that match their birth gender? And there you see it. 69%. In most worlds we live in, when a poll comes in at 69, we call it a plurality. It's a big fancy word for if you don't agree with us, you're racist, transphobe, sexist, homophobe, ist, obe, ist, obe, obe, ist, and all the other shit they do. Nazi. Basically, you're a Nazi. And then we find out that, oh my God, in heaven, there's been bomb threats at Target's. 
study more LGBT bomb threats, but TV news are not talking about it. Because you want to know why? This is WAPO. Target stores in at least five states were evacuated this weekend after seeing bomb threats. All stores are currently open and operating regular hours, Target said in a statement. Hmm. Well, it's very interesting that we didn't talk about who called in the bomb threat because we're trying to imply it's those trans-fucking-phobic cocksuckers that have made them lose $19 billion. Tiger stole at least five states for back this weekend after seeing bomb threats, so no explosives were discovered. The incidents tie into the backlash over retail chains Pride Month merchandise. The threats Saturday in parts of Oklahoma, New York, New Hampshire, Vermont, Louisiana, mirror those made in recent weeks in Ohio, Utah, and Pennsylvania. And most instances, unknown individuals emailed the threats to the local news outlet. The FBI and the Regional Joint Terrorism Task Force have been assisting with investigation in some jurisdictions. Deep! Buried in the article. And promotional materials back from the store window last month, citing worries over worker safety. The company did not specify which items were being removed, but misinformation in recent days is centered on children's bathing suits that were tuck friendly. But the swimsuits, which provide extra coverage, da 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 da. News outlets Vermont, New Hampshire, and New York received the same threatening email Saturday. According to South Burlington Police Chief Sean Burke, the message which accused Target of betraying the LGBT community. Oh, my God! No! The trannies did it? The peaceful LGBTQIA plus 2S cosine of 4 EIEIO backslash ampersand pound sign question mark. They? No, 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 no. They're the good guys. The good guys. But we're not reporting it. Because why would we report it? It goes against what we want to say. Which it's all you Nazis who don't want your... I mean, the obsession we're having as we're going to the 2024 again is, once again, Trump's piece of shit. We're going to cover it briefly today because I'm so sick of the fucking Trump shit. But we're going to play some sound bites because now he's being indicted for like 10,000 things. I mean, there's literally a video of... Biden saying we're going to stop him from even running. That's constitutional. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Good shit. Good stuff. Thanks, man. That's good stuff. But the other two things that are driving factor for what we need to have as a president of the United States and what our country needs to be is to kill babies and chop off kids' junk. That's all the left's about. That's all I hear. I don't hear about how we're going to fix our incredible debt, gas, inflation, China, fucking the whole world is now going like this to us because our president's totally incompetent and can't articulate a sentence. No. Southern border. No, that's no. It's all about killing babies And if for some reason they make it out of the womb, we then chop their junk off. That's all the left cares about. It's nonstop. It's so fucking repetitive. This, of course, didn't make the news. Terror alarm. New Nashville trans shooter Audrey Aiden Hale autopsy reports that the transphobic police officers use more 
or nearly 30 bullets to kill the 28-year-old trans accused of mass shooting in Christian school. Readers note, there's no evidence the police who responded to the national shooting were transphobic. But that that's out there. Nobody's covering it. It's not a big deal. I'm going to follow them, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good people. They're all good people. They're great. They're just, they're just great, great, great people. Those are the kind of people that we're fighting for because they're the good guys. You, who doesn't want your child sexualized by a agenda-driven school teacher, you're a fucking piece of shit. But the people that to this day won't release why that fucking psycho killed kids yeah they're good people and that's the future I mean this is just all going to this you're either going to go along with what they want or they're going to force it because that's what the left does they are the fascists any way you fucking cut it they're the fascists so now, back to our White House. Here is a report about the titty flashing. Of course, nobody talked about the fucking flags, which once again fucking pisses me off because that's fucking fucked up. And a brief condemnation off the Cabbage Patch gay lady who's black who got her job because she's Cabbage Patch black lady who's gay. But the White House is making clear trans activists who exposed their chests on the South Lawn at last weekend's Pride event. Are we topless at the White House? After posing with the president. Trans rights and human rights. Will not be invited to future events. That type of behavior, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. And let's not, it it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus families. The event also drew criticism for displaying the Pride flag on the Truman balcony in violation of the U.S. flag code, which says the United States flag must appear at the center and highest point when displayed with other flags. Now, some have pointed to the U.S. flag atop the White House roof as a workaround to the balcony display. And another section of U.S. flag code says that the president can make changes when he deems necessary, albeit through a proclamation, which was not issued. Officials here would not say how this decision was made, but defended it, saying they're not going to let anything distract from this event, which was centered around... Having received the statement that uh, the White House believes that was inappropriate, disrespectful, is is there going to be a greater effort in the future to communicate a code of conduct for White House guests? Look, we've, as you mentioned, the statement uh, that we put out, you heard from us earlier today, uh, the, the behavior was simply unacceptable. Uh, we've been very clear about that. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. Uh, so, you know, we're going to continue to be clear on that. and. Uh, that type of behavior is, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. Yeah, I don't believe it. It wasn't, it's not as much as she gets angst over fucking people not wanting their kids' genitalia ganked. Hey, this is from NARAL. So, you know, once again, I, I don't make this shit up. You know, we're, we're beautiful. We'll never stop celebrating killing babies. 
Another person brings it up pretty good. How Biden White House can condemn topless trans activists but support sexually explicit material for kids. And there's whole threads for it. Somebody says, why does Biden hate the LGBT community? Using literally the same standard people attacking me for saying the same thing this morning. And and it's true. They're, They're just... They're garbage. They're just garbage. So, some media responses. Um, First is uh, CNN, uh, topless White House trans activists. They're oppressed. They have to be perfect 24-7. Yeah, no. Then the press secretary going off because of PBS, EWTN, I believe it's PBS. Um, asked a transphobic question. And then it's going to go into a super bias bump because this shit, we pay for this shit. Once again, this is PBS comparing hormones to treatment for ear pain. Man, they had to pull a muscle on that shit. Okay, does anybody here think it's not inappropriate to take off your shirt at the White House? I mean, do we all agree with the White House's stance on this or no? So I'm going to go out on the limb that you expect me to go out on and and, uh, and say yes, but. Uh, So this clearly was inappropriate. The White House is correct. However, uh, we need to understand what this act was. For trans people, trans women, and trans men to be proud and comfortable in their bodies is an act of joy. It's an act of pride and an act of celebration. I'm not defending this particular this particular action. There's a time and a place for everything. The South Lawn of the White House is not the right place. However, we should understand first that this is an extremely powerful moment for trans friends of mine, for the trans community in general. Imagine feeling that you don't belong in your own body. Imagine experiencing gender dysphoria and imagining finally feeling comfortable enough to show your body in this way to to the world, to to your video, to your followers on Instagram. This is an extremely profound and powerful moment. Again, inappropriate, but it's not girls gone wild on Miami Beach. Uh, This was a moment of, of pride. Second, I don't want this to distract from what's really happening, which is tragic war on trans people in this country. Um, A new study just came out that said 41% of LGBTQ young people uh, between the ages of 13 and 22 have seriously considered suicide in the last year. That number is even higher for transgender people. And so while this was a misguided act of celebration, it was one in the context of a community that's under siege right now. I think one thing that concerns me is this idea that people who are oppressed have to be perfect 24-7. Every member of that group has to be perfect or we're gonna be completely sidetracked and we can't fight for the things that you're talking about. The mental health issues that are going on in this community, the fact that there is you know, all out war on just the existence of trans kids, trans adults, and the fact that we're so easily able to you know, loop this all into- Earlier this year, several 72 elite female athletes signed an open letter saying forcing female athletes to compete against biological males is not only unfair, it is discriminatory and illegal. So in the light of this administration's proposed changes to Title IX, does the White House worry about the physical safety of females directly competing against males in sports? So look, this is a complicated issue. It is. And uh, there are a wide range of views, as you just laid out. 
the Department of Education proposed a rule uh, that gives schools the flexibility to establish their own athletic uh, policies while establishing guardrails to prevent discrimination against transgender kids. What would the president say to parents out there who have daughters, uh, let's say in high school for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a male a, or a person born male and, they, and there could be a directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety? So look, uh, I'm what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous. It sounds like that's what you're saying. Well, you're saying you're you're saying that their safety is at is 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 at risk. Yeah, but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example. You know, you know, I had to interrupt on that CNN thing. Once again, forty-one percent. 114K vets have committed suicide. Go fuck yourself with that stat. Every goddamn teen on the planet suicidal. They're no more suicidal than normal kids. They become more suicidal because you jackasses jack them full of hormones. And to inflate that somehow, asking the question that a parent is worried about a dude my size chopping his dick off or most likely not chopping my dick off just saying I am Tony with a fucking eye and going out for the girls soccer team and then beating the fuck out of people is transphobic suck eat just eat a bag of dicks That's all I have to say not a PBF Dr. Michelle Forcier is a professor of pediatrics at Brown University if I had a 10-year-old or an 8-year-old who told me their ear hurt, I wouldn't look at them and say, you're only 8 or 10. You don't know if your ear hurts, right? It's important that we listen to kids. doesn't mean that a kid says, I'm... I usually play full quotes, but that is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. To equate pain for a child to... I woke up today, and because everybody else is doing it at school, and I don't get a whole lot of social media follows, and I want to be like the cool kids, today I want to change my gender, become non-binary, has nothing to do with an earache that is absurd, and that these doctors will cut themselves into these pretzels just to fucking twist and make this shit work, you know. Um, also, Biden press. I got to get this in because I meant to do it after the last one, but I was too angry. White House Press Secretary Kareen Jane fucking Cabbage Patch violated the Hatch Act by referring to mega, mega Republicans before last year's midterm election on official watchdog said. In a letter first reported by NBC News and confirmed by other outlets, the Office of Special Counsel said because Ms. John Pierre made a statement while acting in her official capacity, she violated the Hatch Act prohibited against using her official authority or influence for the purpose of interfering with are affecting the results of an election. They do it every fucking day. They get away with it because they're lefties. But do you... Uh, let, let's just go back to Trump. Um, they wouldn't let him have a convention because they forced everybody not to support the convention so they couldn't do one. Because we just interfered wholeheartedly with the whole concept of we are not going to let mother fucking Trump win so we finger fuck the whole process they all the time do that and for some reason it, it's 
okay. They uh, allow that. Got to say that. That's that's not not cool. Not cool. What we we're, we have rules for thee, but not for me. And once again, every time I turn around, I'm talking about how we have this religion of LGBTQIA plus two S, all that other bullshit EIAO. Well, here is a man being arrested for citing a Bible verse in protest of Pride event. Then they watched the video and the whole case fell apart because he wasn't engaged in fighting. He wasn't within this new rules they're making up now that you can't protest near this and you can't protest near that because they're fucking fascist. Here's a complete video. Do you have a measuring tape? Do you have a measuring tape? Where's the measuring tape? Excuse me, we're in the parking lot that's so far away. This is not lawful. Listen, we, we don't have a measuring tape. We're down here. You can't this do this. This is absolutely unlawful. We're actually just hanging out in a parking lot. Officer, what's your badge number, please? Thank you. Gestapo. Gestapo. Gondex lapdogs. Gondex lapdogs. 
Madam, you can record as much as you want. Just, just stand back a little bit for us, please. Thank you ever so much. Yeah, that that's 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 fucked up. That's just that's just fucked up. This is fucked up too. Police investigating discovery of 2020 absentee ballot in a Michigan storage locker. It wasn't for Biden. And then we get into a little fact-checking stuff, and then we're going to do our Trump and take it on home. Free Beacon, nearly 100% of fact-checkers' campaign donations went to Democrats. Is anybody surprised at all? Snopes, anti-Catholic hate group, not a hate group because SPLC says they're not a hate group. This is everywhere. This is your future. No, it's not. Shut up. Some military stuff. Did I get them? I did not get them. That, shame on me. I suck. Military pay overhaul could mean huge pay boost for enlisted. This is fucking incredibly awesome. Saw it yesterday. I wanted to get it into the show. Um, it would mean a private, an E1. An E1 makes... $23,000 a year. He would make 31. Like bastards like me, we're not going to get shit. But Sorry. Um we're not going to get a pay bump for it because it's not our thing, but they deserve more. Marines provide more detail on short notice deployment to the Middle East which nobody's talking about. And I would be remiss. I'm not going to play a soundbite. I'm going to save it for the next show. But um, this week we had the 248th birthday of the United States Army, which is pretty fucking badass. Um, Pretty badass. So on disinfo, I have a soundbite by Greg Gutfeld. And I wanted to get it in somewhere, so I'm going to put it here because it is eloquently done. Um, it's a reality. Uh, disinformation and misinformation just means anything the left doesn't want you to say. The United Nations Secretary General has published a new report to tackle so-called misinformation online. As you may recall, misinformation means anything a leftist doesn't want to hear. In the 25-page document, UN Chief Antonio Guterres advocates that the world must address the spread of hate speech, mis- and disinformation on the Internet. I wonder if he thinks the proliferation of hate and lies in the digital space is causing grave global harm. The proliferation of hate and lies in the digital space is causing grave global harm now. It is fully in conflict, death and destruction, now. It is threatening democracy and human rights now. Mm, No surprise. Check this out. 
The most interesting thing in the report is this baffling, bizarre Venn diagram he chose to illustrate his lack of a point. I haven't seen a drawing this misleading since Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Rabbits do not look like that. I told the cops everything. Let's see here. We have misinformation meets disinformation combined with hate speech equals pollutes the information ecosystem and threatens human progress. What the <laughs> Remember, kids, those are all subjective terms. Obviously, legislating their definitions at the recommendation of a global authoritarian is the fast track to 1984. Guterres proposes a global code of conduct that would see governments and tech companies policing content without infringing on free speech, which is like cutting off your oxygen without infringing on your breathing. But hey, why let the UN have all the dumb fun? We can make stupid graphs, too. For example, when you combine ripped plus handsome plus intelligent... <laughs> Yeah, you get hammer, huh? <laughs> Woman's restroom, men's restroom, White House lawn equals places Joe Biden has defecated. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone, booze, Xanax, Kamala Harris. <laughs> this is such a good game show. This is the perfect game show, you... Right? Yep. It should be called Venn Diagram. Anger, stupidity, flatulence, the view. I have to copyright this. Mother Teresa, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Greg Gutfeld. We knew that was coming. Fox Nation, new game show, Venn Diagram. I'm hosting it. Now nah, I should take it to a network or something, make some money. <laughs> Charlie. Always get your point across better with a little comedy. We're going to start the Trumpism with a soundbite by the skank bag HRC. This was a tweet I found early in the week, um, hot take, the Clinton server thing boiled down to a handful of emails, some more classified subsequently. Biden blew the whistle on himself and dealt with it. Pence did what Biden did. There's no comparison with any of them to what Trump did. Get real. John Cryer. It will be astonishing if other countries ever share intelligence with again. The entire world to John Cryer. Hillary kept confidential documents on a server in a bathroom, and Biden kept them in an unsecured garage. Partisan hackery is when you're only aware of the ones that confirm your priors. And folks, well, I'll hold my thoughts for a second. Um, we'll we'll uh, definitely cover this because... We have ignored all the Biden stuff. 291 minutes. CNN, MSNBC, 95% of their Tuesday coverage was Trump. It was all Trump. It's just horseshit. So here's HRC. Then you have um, 
rule rewriting history defending HRC. Uh, she just attacks the GOP and it's all misinformation. And then we have this lovely little soundbite, uh, the only one I'll get on today, with Snuffburger. This is now the second one we've done with Snuff basically um, getting angry when people bring up but Biden or anything about Biden because they're just not going to cover it. You are such an asshole! You are an asshole! You dumb asshole! Asshole. Fucking The response that we've seen in polling from Republicans um, suggests that they're going to stick with him, that it's more of a cult than a political party at this point, and they're going to stick with their leader. So I think that actually President Biden is uh, in a very strong position uh, to run a campaign that doesn't have to talk about him. But I think other Democrats should and other you know, concerned Americans should be asking hard questions. But to talk about, you know, the kind of future that uh, builds on his accomplishments. You know, I have said now for months that he, that Joe Biden had a remarkable first two years as president. I don't think he gets the credit for it. And in part, that's because he's not a performer. He's a producer. You know, he gets up every day and he goes to work for the American people. And so... You know, in a time where in politics, not just in our country, but elsewhere in the world, uh, entertainment is really important and the shock factor and the insult factor and and the scapegoating and the finger pointing, you know, he's really not doing it. And he is very careful about how he tries to present himself. Okay, so let's give you some facts. President Biden is currently under investigation for storing classified documents in his Wilmington, Delaware garage. McCarthy and other Republicans are just deflecting here and they're asking, why Hillary Clinton, why Mike Pence and Biden? Why aren't any of them charged? Well, for fact's sake, here is why that argument is flat out wrong. In the cases of Joe Biden and Mike Pence, aides for both men found classified documents, immediately contacted authorities, turned them over, and allowed the searches of their properties. The Justice Department closed the Pence case without an indictment. The Biden investigation is still ongoing. Now on to Hillary Clinton. Former FBI Director James Comey never brought a case about her emails because he said no reasonable prosecutor would. That is partially because they could not determine if there was any intent. As for Donald Trump, the federal government had to subpoena him because they suspected he had not turned over all of his classified documents. That is why the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago a year ago, turning up more than 100 such documents. The indictment is full of evidence in both quotes and photographs showing a pattern of hiding and hoarding these documents and trying to actively prevent the government from getting them back. That is why Trump will be officially charged in federal court tomorrow. And if you ask yourself, why is Stephanie saying this to me again? She told me on Friday night. I am because we are living in a time where misinformation is coming from the rafters. And we people were hoping that and some members of the press were even hoping that there would be anarchy. And I think what Miami did is what Miami has done. We have lowered homicides per capita. Sir, I asked you what you thought of the indictment. 
Well, and I want to talk about Miami. Uh, you know, I, I think if we continue to have a conversation about the former president, then the former president will be the nominee. Well, that's inevitable. Uh, I'm here to talk but, about why well, I'm running for president. Yes, but tell, tell me what you think about uh, it, the indictment. Do you it, think it shows that Donald Trump is fit to it, be president? I think what it shows uh, is that people are frustrated in this country, um, particularly Republicans, who feel that there isn't an equal administration of justice. I'm asking you about, uh, the president. I'm asking you about president Trump's behavior. You, you, one, of the, one of your fellow challengers to Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, said it showed incredibly reckless behavior. Did the president do anything wrong in the way he handled classified information? Well, I don't know all the details about how he handled classified information. I do know that a former president... You read the indictment, uh, didn't you? Uh, and, and for, did you read the course, indictment? Of course, but what, what, what I'm did, saying what is... What did it say sure, to you? What did of course it say I to you? I mean, I'm just trying to get a simple answer to that question. I let you say why you're running for president. Yeah. Answer that question. Yeah, look, I, I, it's not what I would have done. I would have turned over the documents, but if I were the former vice president uh, and then the current president, I wouldn't have stored uh, classified documents in my in my uh, garage either. Uh, the former vice president in the United States uh, under the current president, I mean, under the former president, also had issues related to classified documents. No, but there's a very, uh, you big, know, sir, uh, there's a very big difference between those two cases. President Biden turned them over himself. Had Donald Trump turned over all those documents, he wouldn't have been charged. I'm asking you about his behavior. Do you do you think it, it showed sent concern for the proper concern for classified material? Do you think it was reckless? Do you think it was legal? This conversation is not a healthy conversation for the country. We should be talking about the issues that Americans care about. We shouldn't. And by the way, I have looked for that hum before I talk. I can't find what it is. I don't know what that sound is. I, I it's just bizarre. I think it's a light, but anywho, this is uh, PBS. And PBS decided that, you know, they were going to air this, but with this over the front. Experts warn that inflammatory rhetoric from elected officials or people in power can prompt individual actors to commit act of violence. They're starting the Trump is violent bullshit. Um, it's almost comedic if it wasn't such piss poor journalism. And Jake Tapper melts down over Trump having supporters. And we then have literally Maddo um, Maddo fucking coming on and say, we can't air true things. I'm literally putting in front of that soundbite um, the lighter fair comedy because she carried all the Russian stuff. It was all false. So let's start here and then we're going to play something that most of you have probably never heard. And the media is instantly suppressing, which makes it 100% true. national security laws uh, and then obstructing and refusing to cooperate with the FBI. Yeah, uh, whatever this spectacle is that's unfolding before us, let's remember what this case is about. Let's remember what this indictment charges. Again, Donald Trump is charged with a series of federal felonies for mishandling the most sensitive government documents that we have and for obstruction of justice, along with Walt Nauta, who is charged with intentionally setting up lies to the grand jury to the FBI. Any way you look at this, and again, despite whatever may be going on in that restaurant, this case isn't going to be settled legally 
in a cafe. It's going to be settled in the court based on the, the facts and law. The folks in the control room, I don't need to see any more of that. He, this, he's trying to turn this in. He's trying to turn it into a spectacle, into a campaign ad. That's enough of that. We've seen it already. Uh, let's go over again the 37 charges. Um, we do have now some of the sound, as I told you, we're not, and the audience, we're not carrying his remarks live because, frankly, he says a lot of things uh, that are not true and sometimes potentially dangerous. Um, we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to, again, be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, as we have said before in these circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations. No matter. That's the media. That's our media now. That's how incredibly far they will go to... protect a democrat because that's that's really what it's about now it's no longer about facts um objectivity any of those things they have thrown it away and i want you to hear this soundbite this was taken um it's on the internet because people fucking found it um, I got it from I got it on Twitter Rosie um, when was this recorded um, this is from last year I know that for a fact. Sometime last year, he said this. Knowing that we had the cabal that saved democracy in 2020, knowing all the things we know now about what went down in 2020 from Zuckbucks, um, you know, not suppressing Google. I have a whole thread that I'll say for next show. It's literally Google. Just they haven't stopped. They're still doing it. It is non-fucking-stop propaganda. They won't air anything. And, and we prove it weekly with, with all the shit that we, we show. If it, you know, e- even the Target thing, we just covered it. For God's sake, I mean, fuck. I mean, you're going to put it out. Well, it's coming from you. The, 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 the far left is the one doing it. But you're not even going to broadcast that. Because it'll hurt one of your favorite state, you know, little minority groups. So Biden says this. And let's 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 listen to it before we play another damn thing. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. What the fuck is that? 
So we have charges that are going to expire, and he just willingly admits that they're going to stop him. This is what the media did, and as usual, my slides are fucked up. Fact check. Clip of Biden saying he'll stop Trump taking power. NBC or uh, uh, Newsweek. Um, Trump, uh, some of Trump's supporters have speculated the case against Trump, of which Bragg is one among several orchestrated by President Joe Biden and his team. Biden all but confirmed this team is coordinating these Trump indictments, stop Trump from taking power. The tweet included a video with Biden saying, which you have to demonstrate, blah, blah, blah. Before we delve into the context of the video share on Twitter, it's worth noting the wording of this tweet has a number of interpretable meanings. The tweet mentions indictments, blah, 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 semantics. A, B. Post misrepresents what Biden said. And they could do the same thing. That it no, that's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. And because the media knew it, because it's clearly obvious, it's it's hundred percent obvious to anybody with eyes they're doing this to stop him because he didn't get dented by any of this shit. His support is still good. The internal polls are showing nobody wants Biden. And there's probably Hillary Clinton polls again that Biden's going to lose. So we got to take him out. He's got to get indicted. We got to push this case. So they do a D.C. case and they read it to a Florida grand jury and cook the books. And CNN runs out and says, oh, no, that's not the truth. What about the claims um, that that Trump and his allies constantly make that that Democrats are using the Justice Department to target Trump uh, for political purposes? Well, I think the first thing we should note on this is that Merrick Garland was the one who chose this special counsel, Jack Smith, because he didn't want a Biden appointee making the call on whether to prosecute Trump at a point where Donald Trump was a candidate and Joe Biden was a candidate. The other thing we should note is that there is a grand jury that is in Florida, Donald Trump's home state. It's made up of regular people like you and me serving on this grand jury who decided on this indictment. And now the case, we know, has landed in Eileen Cannon's lap. This is a Trump-appointed judge. And we should also note that we have heard a couple times from Joe Biden saying publicly that he is not directing the Justice Department on what to do, that he is not involved in this case, Jake. All right, Sarah Murray, thanks so much. Seriously? Do you think that flies with anybody? Anybody? Yesterday I talked to a guy... Fixing my AC. I was getting it cleaned. It wasn't broken, but it was getting it cleaned. Talked to a guy, African-American young dude, getting a soda for my wife. I've talked to about 12 people this week alone just on this goddamn subject. Whether they like Trump or not, most of them did not. They all say it's fucking obvious. It's clearly obvious. When the media goes into shit like this to try to prove that, oh, no, 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 this is all above boards... You you forget, and, and and the worst part for me is you literally insult us like we didn't notice the media, the left, Twitter, 
Every Democrat was saying Merrick Garland needs to do this. Why isn't Merrick Garland charging him? Why is Merrick Garland not charging him? Merrick Garland has to charge him. It's going to be beyond the uh, freaking uh, time you can charge him. By October, we won't be able to stop this. We need to do this. Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing this? And I didn't even play the sound bites with people saying he should be jailed so he can't campaign. CNN and MSNBC. I mean, the, the thing is so insulting about this is, is every time you turn around, the media believes we're all fucking morons that we don't notice the quite obvious things that are happening from the impeachments that were the same things that Democrats did to fucking everything they've done towards Trump when they outright say we can't let him take power. Like, we don't remember it. We don't see it. I mean, do you really think we're that fucking stupid? The whole election... Trying the big lie and all that shit. You know, so it just stopped because they realized it. nobody was buying it. It was obvious. A guy in a basement got 81 million votes. Nobody's ever gotten 81 million votes. And the guy that lost resoundingly won every demo more than any Republican ever had in the two states that decided elections, Florida and Ohio. He increased his electoral count. He picked up Latino votes and black votes, but somehow he lost by 8 million fucking votes. And then people see ballot harvesting and suitcases full of ballots and shit that's like, what the fuck, Chuck? What the fuck? They're doing exactly what they said they were going to do. They're going to stop him from running and they're going to do it by legally running cases. They've been running cases and indicting and and getting people and pressuring local DAs. Now they pressure the DOJ. Where's the case on Biden? Where's the case on Hillary, who had more? 30,000 emails destroyed. 60 secret documents. You went on TV and said that she didn't do anything wrong or anything that's prosecutable. Biden had his shit in his house with his crackhead. While simultaneously, everywhere you're turning around, there's now more and more video, audio evidence, even though the FBI is trying to suppress that all that Biden shit with Bobolinsky or whatever that fucking guy's name is all true. It's true. He did have somebody fired, like he said on video. I mean, we're not morons. When the president and the State Department say they're going to blow up a fucking pipeline, 
And then they try to float this week that it was actually Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. People that don't have a Navy. Yeah, they went on and blew it up. Okay, I'm going to buy that shit. So, I, of the billions of sound bites, I picked five that I'm going to edit down, but it's important to play it. Scarborough touts wild conspiracy that Trump sold documents to the Saudis. Our tax money, PBS, sickening. GOP calls Trump indictment selective prosecution. PBS Washington Week insists Biden is independent of the Justice Department. Nobody, nobody believes that. The view, Republicans are raised to have a broken moral compass and then Maddow again. GOP akin to 1930s French fascist movement. And I just want to, once again, maybe our media thinks we're also stupid and we don't know what fascism is. Because fascism is when you force people to believe things, say things, censor things, and say, we are in charge of your kids. And last time I checked, that's you clowns. I am a politic, the media jerk-off of the week. So hot. He is so dangerous. He is so dangerous to our national security. Uh, And it is just fascinating to me that people in Congress who understand the consequences of what he has done and how he has done it continue to defend him. I mean, and, uh, you know, we've talked about what he would do with these documents. One of the things, as, as Jen pointed out, is that he could use them to continue to curry favor with Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And what could Saudi Arabia do for Donald Trump right now? They could cut production of oil. And ra- yeah. What about that, that, that it makes it harder for Donald Trump to make the argument? Of course, he'll make the argument, but it's harder for him to make a convincing argument that he's being railroaded when it's happening yeah. uh, in, in, on, on his home turf, as I said. I, you, you went to law school. I didn't, but I don't know how you get a fair jury. Like, does anybody in this country not have an opinion about Donald Trump? So I don't know how that's going to work. He's going to make the argument, and from the judgment from today, a lot of people are going to accept the argument. We looked at the tweets already. If you're running against Donald Trump for president, your job is to take this day and say, see, that guy's not quality president. That's, like, simple. Does Ron DeSantis do that? No. Does Tim Scott do that? No. They're all jumping on the... It's prosecuting, it's weaponizing the justice system. They're lo- jumping on that. Uh, Mike Lee in the Senate. Glenn Youngkin, the supposedly mature and moderate governor of Virginia. He was a selective prosecution. And so the party is rallying around. And one of the things Donald Trump has ha- been having trouble doing is raising money. And the thing he knows that can help him raise money is getting indicted. And so, and, and the Justice Department has been extremely careful to show how independent they are. This is a special counsel investigation, which even adds a other level of independence from the Justice Department. The Justice Department is saying, we're not talking to the White House about this. What has President Biden said so far? Oh, as little as he can. He, he was asked about it just hours before the former president announced the indictment, saying, what would you say to those 
who are concerned that the Justice Department's being used for political means. And he pointed out that throughout his presidency, he has never once, publicly or otherwise, criticized or weighed in on a potential charge of somebody uh, involved in Justice Department matters. And but I will say, you know, I don't, I don't trust this newly found morality in the Republican Party. I'm, I'm sorry. I think that, you know, when you look at the statistics and you think about child psychiatry, most of our children have their moral competence by the time they're five years old. Mm -hmm. And so if you worked for Donald Trump like a Chris Christie and he gave you COVID and you continue to stick up for him and he taught, he continued to stick up for, you know, some of the things that he said about white supremacy and things being good on both sides. If you're Nikki Haley, who just last week was a supporter and also, uh, you know, only took down the Confederate flag in her home state after people were murdered, and then just a, a little mm -hmm. while after Trump sort of came into power, she said that the Confederate flag stood for history for people, and and she flip flops all the time. So I thought they don't want to hear history. It's, Suddenly it's, it's good no, to they hear don't. history. And so this is this is for me um, a sad <laughs> day because. Not solely because of Donald Trump, but because of the hypocrisy and the lack of morality yeah, that I'm yeah. seeing. I, I got to interject right there. That, that entire diatribe is a total fucking fabrication of facts. Once again, they removed the rebel flag off the top of the fucking Capitol. This isn't about the rebel flag. I don't want to. I, I could give a fuck about the rebel flag. They moved it to an approved NAACP position and then the next week they started protesting that and then they removed it and took it down not because people died because they took it down what does that have to do with anything that is just her racism that is her hate and discontent and a party that is fully invested in killing babies and chopping off kids genitalia really doesn't have any place talking about morality tomato it aftermath of their successful version of january 6 when the center-left government was blocked from taking power they've put in this pro-fascist body and said there was another really interesting reaction in the sort of just the first few years after that happened which is that all of the people on the left and all the people in the center who had had all sorts of differences with each other, who were always fighting each other like cats and dogs, finally realized like, oh wait, actually there's an authoritarian fascist threat that wants to destroy yeah. all of us. Yeah. Let's put aside our differences, form a big anti-fascist coalition government where we everything else that, dis that we disagree on is less important than us standing against fascism and us standing for democracy, and they do. And that that sense of perspective they got from that brush with democratic death um, is also, I think, something that resonates. I mean, it's something to think about in terms of what the effect is of rising authoritarian and pro-fascist movements in democracies around the world, including our own. Yes, Rachel Maddow, it is very, very important to be looking at the rising fascist movement in our media and in the left. You have no room for any other opinions on anything. Whenever there is a difference in opinion, you label it dis or misinformation, racism, sexism, fascism. You label everybody that disagrees with you as less than 
and then you force it regardless of what the people want, regardless of what polls are. I mean, it's glaringly obvious the entire transgender gambit you fuckheads have gone on literally is not embraced by this country. Only the 18% of the country, which is you fucktards that are on our TV and on Twitter. You believe it. But you're still forcing it. There's no... There's no room for a difference. There's no objectivity. There's no embrace of the traditional values of America where I stand on one corner and say, abortion should not be legal. And you're on the other side of the road saying abortion should be legal until live birth. That used to be what our country was for. We now arrest the guy who's on the street corner saying abortion should be illegal. And the people on your side are now fucking vandalizing churches and not being arrested for it. We used to be a country you could go to the Capitol and you could protest. Now we arrested people that didn't even go in the building. We kicked their doors in with SWAT teams. Simultaneously, your side burned entire fucking cities down and they walked. They murdered people. And they walked. And we've done it with every facet of our society now. It used to be you just couldn't let 6.5 million people walk across a border, hand them free phones, food, fucking shelter, medical care, everything they wanted. And now we do. All because you guys want unfettered constitutional power So you think if you get 6.5 new voters, 6.5 million new voters, you'll never lose an election again. Even though the polls show that they're not for live birth abortion or transgenderism or gay or any of that shit. But you know you got a couple cycles because you're going to hand them the free. Yes, there is a rising authoritarian fascism in democracies and it's the left it's not the right the right's not in charge Canada and the United States is being run by people who call themselves anti-fascist but actually are the epitome the definition of what fascism is for they suppress their opposition They investigate their opposition. They wiretap their opposition. They arrest people that criticize them or they kick them off social media so they don't have a voice. It is scary. It's very scary. To a lighter fare. First, sit this is just genius I don't know why somebody didn't do it ahead of time I don't know why I didn't think of it and I I hate that I didn't a guy decided to go ahead and do um closed caption there's nothing I mean this in the bottom of my heart there's nothing our nation can achieve we do it together I really mean it so thank you all God bless you and let Let's go. Let Gola lick the world. Let's get it done. Thank you. 
But it's even worse on this soundbite of our president speaking. At time, I take you over to the residence where I live. And when you were over at Blair House, uh, the uh, President Truman was there because they were redoing the White House. He put a whole the, the Truman balcony exists now because of Blair House being built. That, about that second balcony you see, the first balcony you see going up. So, at uh, any rate, uh, and there's an awful lot of stories that are told, probably a bunch apocryphal about uh, um, uh, the former prime minister. Like you take baths of the. It's fucking brilliance. It is unbelievable brilliance. I don't know why somebody didn't think about it. I wish that somebody was me. And then our other lighter fare before we close this pig out is my racer MTJ. One at Sonoma, second win of the year, third or second point win, third win of the year. Didn't get to see it. We had a. Uh, thunderstorm moved through Sunday and we lost power so I'm kind of glad because there was a late uh, like 20 laps left restart but he was so good Um, he still won by three seconds which is unheard of nowadays so here is his final laps burnout and interview and then we'll close the podcast out Flag waves, one lap to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank. There's no better feeling than when you have a car like Truex does. You have a three-second lead, you get to take the white flag lap plant and just savor it and kind of enjoy all of it. Don't have to run it 100%. He'll hear these words, just bring it home. That's, <laughs> That's a right. good phrase. And then nobody's done it better than him. Man, I'm telling you, again, I... I I joke, but it's honest. Like he is a he's a boring winner, man. He dominates. When he decides to go out there and lead these races, he takes care of business. It's a few more corners down through the S's. Take your time. Huge lead. No mistakes. Nothing. Clean sailing in front of you. Nobody's been off the racetrack. Track is clean. So our top, our top 10 is going to be half Chevrolets, three Fords, and two Toyotas. But the one at the front is Barton Truex, looking for his 33rd career victory. Through turn 12, and Martin masters Sonoma. Martin Truex. For Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota gets his second win of the season. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. I told you I was going to line it up. I felt bad for him.
Martin Truex Jr. climbs from his race car. They're waiting. They're holding the checkered flag for you <laughs> over here, Martin. You grab that first. It was no secret last year. Joe Gibbs Racing was off when it came to road course racing. But you guys didn't give up, and you came back to stomp them today, a dominant performance. What did it take to get you back here, this team back here, to victory lane? You know, Jamie, just um, a lot of hard work by everybody, um, everybody at Toyota, TRD, everybody at JGR in the offseason to kind of redesign. You know, we got to do some work with NASCAR to redesign some stuff. Everybody did, and they did a good job there. But um, just hats off to my team, you know, James, Jazzy, all the guys, um, you know, to be to be so bad here last year and to come back and do that with the same car basically is uh, it's, it's really unbelievable. So. Just proud of them. You know, we're having a great year. I feel really good about our team. Bass Pro Shops, uh, Toyota TRD, Reacher's Fine Foods, Auto Owners, Toyota, uh, Noble Aerospace, Rock, Flight Safety, Sherwin-Williams, Oakley. Got them all in this time. Last time I screwed up. But uh, we couldn't do it without all of our partners, um, all of our fans. And, um, man, just feels uh, feels incredible to, to have a day like that and a run like that and a, a team like I have. They're just they're doing everything right right now, and it's a lot of fun to drive these cars. So thanks to them. I also got to give a shout out to my cousin Jeremy. He's in the hospital, a little banged up. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's feeling a little better. Be out in a few days. Martin, yesterday in qualifying, you said, "I'm having fun." You had that big smile on your face. Second win this year. What's it like to have a car this good with a team that's just connecting the way it is? That's why we do it, Jamie. This is, um, you know, this is why you go through years like we had last year, and you just keep fighting. You never give up on it. You uh, you always believe in each other. You know, we haven't changed anything on our team other than, you know, parts and pieces. And um, and it's just through a lot of hard work of a lot of people. So uh, thanks to Coach and everybody. And um, our pit crew has been really working hard. They did a great job today. So it, it takes a total team effort these days as close as everything is with these cars. And you got to execute. We were able to do that today. Martin Drex Jr. wins at Sonoma for the fourth time. And that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with the family and friends. Go to SoundCloud, follow Flyover Politic with a K, Rumble, 482467. Email me at foppodcast at gmail.com. Disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yes. We will look for another show. Um, let's shoot for Wednesday, 21 June, year of our Lord, 2023. Until then, y'all take care out there, and thank you so much for listening. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.